You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. This glorious mess is brought to you by Huggies Nappy Pants. Feels like a comforting hug. Testing one, two. This glorious mess. Hello and welcome to the podcast where the parenting talk is so gritty it can get stuck in your teeth. <laughs> this is this glorious mess. I am Holly Wainwright. I have two children. I have Matilda, who is six, and Billy, who is four, and I work at Mamma Mia. And Andrew Daddo is my name. I'm an author of children's books. You are. Without a degree in children's bookology. And I've got three kids, 17, 15, and 12. Still, nearly 13. And you nearly got Hey, we're going to talk about something today Ooh. that uh, with 12-year-olds. Oh, we are. And what they're like. Well, we're going to get to that in a moment. <laughs> so today, should we ever really never refer to twins as the twins? Because if so, oops. I have that to say, oops. We're going to be talking about that in a minute. A very good reason for politicians and the rest of us to stop kissing babies. And how do you get your son banned from a nightclub? One Melbourne woman found out. Well, she had a good go. Unbelievable. But first... We have been asking for your parenting questions and feedback on the show, and this week we got a question from Anna from Sydney, and I think Andrew is way more qualified out of the two of us, completely non-qualified, non-expert people who just have children, but, you know, no doctorates here. Um, to answer, over to Anna. Hi, Holly and Andrew. It's Anna here from Sydney. I love the show, and I wanted to get your opinion on something that's happening with my son. He's 12, he's at a Catholic school, and all of his friends have girlfriends, did I tell you that he's 12? I'm kind of freaking out. 12 is way too young to have a girlfriend, right? I think he shouldn't be going out on dates yet. Um, I tell him every day he's too young, but am I overthinking it? Please tell me what you think. Andrew, should 12-year-olds be allowed to date? We need to define dating. I think it's like holding hands in the playground and maybe like taking them to being allowed to take them out on dates to the movies and things. Great. Why not? I mean, why not? No. I, I don't know. Like, I, I literally don't know the answer to this because my kids are too little. And when I was twelve, yeah, I want. I definitely wanted to date boys. Definitely, yeah. I did. I think the thing is, it's um, it's uh, that dating at the age of twelve is aspirational generally, and and so they think about they think about doing it, but they don't. I'm sure they don't really do much with it. It's like I've got a twelve year old, Jasper. Right? She doesn't look like a twelve year old. The thought of her dating horrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> is she Maybe. interested in romantic things? Not really. See, that's good. So she went to a dance, and it was and it was a year seven dance. And the idea is that basically what it's just a pash fest, right? And so what they get into, oh. they get in circles. I'm just having a, a flashback. Yeah, and a, girl, <laughs> and a girl gets pushed forward, and a boy gets pushed forward, and everyone's around them going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they kiss, right? So Bibby went to this thing, my 15-year-old, at the age of 12, and did not kiss anyone. Jasper went to the same thing at the age of 12, did not kiss anyone. Oh. Like, just categorically would not even enter. Not or, going there. No, at all. I was a bit boy crazy when I was 11 and 12, when I think about it, slow dances at parties, spin the bottle, all that stuff. Oh, my God. Imagine if I had not have been interested in boys when I was that age. I could be... A brain surgeon by now. Maybe we should be putting off this interest for as long as possible so that they focus I on think, other things. I think um, my wife doesn't remember saying this to me, but being the father of two daughters and who are, th- I think, are pretty attractive. Well, right? They definitely are. I've seen pictures. They're gorgeous. <laughs> and, and and I said, God, what are we going to do when this guy's going to be? And she said, Listen, just keep one thing in perspective. Whatever is fun for you as a boy 
is fun for us as girls as well. That's true. And I went, right. And she said, so all that fumbling about and learning and kissing and all that, she said, great fun for girls too. Of course it is. And I went, oh, it was a revelation to me, of yeah. course, because I hadn't thought of it that way. That's so exciting. So I put, It's exactly right. So I put that to her. I said, you know what warms me now is that I just think when the girls get a boyfriend or, you know, this. It's fun for them as well. And she said, I never said that. <laughs> but she did. Time has tainted her. Yeah. Look, we probably didn't really help you very much. Oh, don't worry there, about it. Anna. But I feel like we discussed the fact, you know, I think it's probably very normal that 12-year-olds are dating and try not to worry about it too much. Yeah. That's our advice. Okay, on to some parenting news. What do you do when your son should be studying for his HSC and all he wants to do is be out clubbing? Well, one Melbourne mum took this struggle to Facebook. <laughs> there was a nightclub where her 18-year-old son was spending all of his time and money. And so she sent them a message. And the message said, To whom it may concern, my son, and we don't know his name, so we're calling him Blank. My son Blank has Let's been... Let's give him a, a name. Let's call him Ethan. My son Ethan <laughs> has been attending your nightclub on a weekly basis since he turned 18 in March. I am in control of his bank accounts and I have noticed all of his money has been spent at your venue on a Saturday night. Ethan is currently studying year 12 and his father and I are worried that not only is he not saving a cent but he is beginning to fall behind on his schoolwork. I have spoken to Ethan on several occasions but he is struggling to see the big picture. Oh bless. He's not. He's seen lots of pictures. I know. I'd like to request you impose a ban on my son until the end of the exam period oh wow. bless please get back to me asap now before we talk about the just deliciousness of that message let's note that ethan saw this message yeah. and followed it up himself with a little message that goes he said hey guys this is kind of embarrassing <laughs> but i think my mum just messaged your page unfortunately my mum's a bitch and is immune to having fun <gasps> can you just tell her that you'll ban me thanks guys see you saturday oh Oh, There's so much wrong with this. There's so much wrong with it. Where do we start? The first of all, like because I'm a mum, I just empathise with the mum, and I don't think she sounds like a bitch. I think she sounds lovely. She's trouble. And I just feel like that boy is just like every teenage boy, and he's like, my mum is just trying to ruin my life. Anyone that refers to their mother as a bitch is not a good person. Yeah. So it's not that he's doing anything wrong. He's legal. He's, he's going wrong. to a nightclub. He's you know if he's spending money behind the bar, he's probably not spending it with a drug dealer so that's something mm. but you know is his is his mom within her rights to request that the pub don't serve him like what's the she might be better off to not put it on facebook right so this is the this is the thing if she went down there and said hey listen i've got a problem and went and spoke in an old-fashioned i know there's a new world if she went down and spoke in an old-fashioned way and said i've got a problem i've got a son he's doing his hsc can you ban him this is what he looks like they'd go whatever they go well what if they said yeah actually we understand but of course they're going to go and post it and then go, <laughs> right? It's, and so it's become ridiculous. This would be a problem. Sound like Doctor Phil? This is going to be a problem with this family for quite some time because <laughs> it's it's humiliating. Oh, we feel for you, Mum. That's yeah. that's the truth of it. We feel for you. But your yeah, talk, don't write. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you like all the other mums? On to something more serious, although that was quite serious, really. We had two new babies visit our office this week, which was lovely, gorgeous, little, cutie, little squishy babies, because we are Mama Mia and women are always having babies here and bringing them in and we all go, ooh. 
Whenever you see a chubby little baby head, all you want to do is kiss it. I actually had to fight back an urge for kissing this baby in here yesterday because he was so gorgeous. And then I remembered this story that I'm about to tell, which is of the, a woman who this week shared on social media, heartbreaking illustration of why you should never go up and just touch and kiss and poke babies. Amy Stinton posted a picture on Facebook of a baby Oliver who had like shocking rash and lesions on his face and his body, his feet, his legs everywhere, apparently showing that he had the herpes virus picked up from a kiss. She posted on the on the status, this is why you should never kiss a baby. Andrew, should you just never touch someone else's baby full stop? I think it's really, I think if you've got a, if you have cold, because someone had a cold sore. Is that what yes. happened? Yes. So the theory is that someone had a cold sore and they kissed the baby. Okay. If you're having a, if you have a cold sore, you know you've got a cold sore. Is that right? Yeah. But you, so yeah, it's up to it, you. That's just outrageous. So you should know. Just like if you know you've got a cold or you know you've got dirty yeah, you hands go, or. Yeah. Like your grandparents come around, you go to give them a kiss and they go, oh, I got a cold. I don't like it. You know, hmm. surely that's the way you should be. You've got to learn to control yourself. I know. But I, I think it's sad that if you go, I can never touch a baby or, you know, God, I mean, look at them. I know, they're just... Oh, my God. They're so... (laughs) And they look at you and they go, hey, (laughs) that. I know. And it is is sad, but it's one of those things that I think, in this instance, I actually think that social media is the right way to spread this message because I don't think about that stuff. So if I see somebody's cute baby, I'm like, let me hold it. Let me hold it. But if you've got a cold sore... I know. but So, yes. But what I mean is I see a post like that. It reminds me of that stuff. It puts it back in my focus, in my mind. And so when I did see the baby yesterday, for example... I didn't touch them. I just went near them and cooed at them. Yes. Okay. Next, are you really not allowed to call twins the twins anymore? Apparently not. But first, we need to tell you something about this week's sponsors. Change times can be special. And because Huggies nappy pants are super absorbent and are designed with motion flex to move with your baby, they feel like a comforting hug. Okay. So I've got a story, Andrew. My next-door neighbours... Have twins, twin girls who are nine, right? And I used to always call them the twins, as in when I'd see them out in the hallway, out and about, I'd always be like, oh, how are the twins? Where are the twins? And then they told me, we don't call them did, the twins. Did, did you ever admit to why you say, how are the twins? You mean because I don't. You had no idea what their names are. So true. I didn't know their names, so I couldn't tell them apart. That's right. really bad. But anyway, they told me very clearly, um, their mum told me, we do not refer to them as the twins. Please don't refer to them as the twins. They are separate people, individuals in their own right, and we are trying to encourage that. Turn it up. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the other weekend, they were having, I saw them carrying all these things out for a party, and I said, oh, the twins have a... <laughs> See, so I screwed it up already. I said, uh, you know, we'll call them Betty and Sally. Are Betty and Sally having a birthday party? Oh, no, we're having one for Betty this weekend and one for Sally next weekend because they're individuals and we're trying to encourage their individuality. Right. So I felt terrible because I realised that I probably, like, committed some offensive sin that I don't know about. I'm not aware of this, like, twin etiquette thing. And so I thought I'd bring in some twins to talk to us mm. about this. To make you feel better? I do not objectify in any way. I also then remembered that you, Andrew Daddo, are yeah. also a twin. I would like you to meet Claire and Jessie Stevens. Hi, Claire and Jessie. Hello. Hi. Claire and Jessie work at Mamma Mia. They have recently started doing the recaps for The Bachelor. Yeah, I know, and it's great. They are very funny, <laughs> but they around Mamma Mia are referred to all the time as the twins. Yeah. How does are it okay? feel, girls? I think we're okay. We're not too traumatized. Um, we will refer to it as tw- twetiquette, like twins and etiquette. Twetiquette. And we're obviously experts, along with Andrew. Um, and 
when we were little, we hated being called the twins. We didn't like it. We found it patronizing, sort of. Mm. And I think because we were really little, and it was always like, oh, twinnies, the twins. And we knew that no one knew our names, like, clearly. <laughs> no, but did, did you reckon you really did know that? I think so. Yeah. I think we were kind of picking up on it. And I remember it, it was primary school that it started to really get on our nerves. Mum would never call anyone out on it because she was probably doing the same thing. But it never bothered Jack and Nick as much, our twin brothers. It was just us that, that didn't mm. like the Can twins. I hold on one second? So <laughs> Claire and Jesse, twin girls, 25, right? Yes. You're, they're fraternal, 25. Fraternal. fraternal. Yeah. Have twin brothers. Fraternal also? Yes. Younger than you. Yes, yes. He is younger. So your mum and dad have two sets of twins, no other kids, right? Yes. Yeah. So two girls. It's enough. Jeez, it's enough. <laughs> Four. Imagine if they went, they went again. They're going. They're, holy crap! Holy crap! They get six. How many lines? How many lines? <laughs> so you are experts in this matter, obviously. Mm-hmm. So when you were little, it annoyed you. Did you used to tell people that it annoyed you? Did you ever used to say, "Don't call me that"? Like, "Don't call us that." I'm Claire. That's Jesse. Call us Claire and Jesse. Um, I don't remember ever telling people that but it got a little bit better as we grew up because I think you sort of formulate your own interests and your own friends and that sort of thing anyway so people it's started to decrease a bit but now coming back here everyone's like twins 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 <laughs> it doesn't bother me as an adult though because I get no. that it's a novelty like having met so many in primary school we were the us and Jack and Nick were pretty much the mm. only twins in the primary school mm. but now <laughs> I've met Tons of twins, yeah. and I'm always like twins. twins. <laughs> I'm always like, do you feel do you know each other's so- pain? Do you know there's a society? It's a multiple birth society that you can join. Oh yeah, mum's part of it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, mum knows about that. With, with two sets of twins, but so, but there must be this thing about um, establishing your own identity, right? Which is what obviously my neighbours are trying to make a point of, and they probably feel a bit self-conscious about calling me out on it too. But they're trying mm. to make a point, and it's fair enough because it's got me thinking. Is that? Is that a big thing? Like, is that something that from when you're little, you're like, we have to establish, I'm different, I like this and she likes that, all right? Like, how does that yeah, work? Did you wear different mm. coloured, like, we had different coloured clothes. Mm. Like, Jamie was brown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no one liked him. <laughs> you're the evil was, twin, aren't you? He you was are... the evil twin. No, the he one. was the evil twin. He's much stronger than me. Did, did you have different colours? Yeah, we, every now and then, like, we'd have the same outfit but different colours. Mm. And so Claire was always the boy. You'd have to wear blue because I think I was just a better arguer, so I always (laughs) got the pink. And I also wore the smaller one even though I was always bigger. So Claire's in this enormous dress. We have so many pictures of that. Yeah, where clearly I was like, this fits me better. So (laughs) I got to wear it. But I remember in high school the identity thing becoming a big kind of issue and you dyed your hair brown Mm. and it was terrible and picked different (laughs) subjects and all that kind of stuff and I remember in the during the HSC Claire and I were very competitive and um, we were both vying for first in this subject and one of the girls said whoever gets the lower mark is will forever be the dumb twin it didn't matter that we'd beaten everyone else in the year so this is a friend (laughs) yes one of the other girls right so they always kind of make jokes about like being the dumb twin like great big gropers you went (laughs) yeah Swallowed it and hung on to it. Oh and, my god! But um, but who, I think so. Who's the dumb twin? Um, Claire. <laughs> now, who's the older twin? I am Claire. Right. Yeah. But um, but I think the identity old dumb thing, Claire. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Always so dumb. But um, I think the identity thing is huge because when you're a twin, it's like people can't get their head around the fact that. Like, they know you're very similar, but they want to define you by your differences. So it's like one has to be quiet, one has to be loud. Mm. One has to be tall, one has to be short, one has to be dumb, one has to be smart. And sometimes that can get 
pretty heavy. Like, I remember towards the end of school, especially with, like, girls being a bit bitchy and stuff, it would get a bit And you'd go through a a stage where your skin was bad and they'd be like, well, she's the pretty twin. That's like, I just had a breakout. People really feel comfortable saying that kind of stuff. Surprisingly, Mm. absolutely. And like, yeah. Yeah, I was the the acne twin. (laughs) Spotty twin. But I remember someone said something and my brother belted them. Are you very, like you were saying how you were very competitive when you were at school, but were you also very protective of each other? Yeah, like we would, we always said, I think people were actually probably a bit jealous towards the end of school because no matter what was happening, like if people were fighting or whatever, we always knew we'd have somebody on our yes. back. Like yeah. whether Je- like it didn't matter what Jesse did or what I did, we'd always have somebody. I think supporting. girls in particular can find that a bit intimidating because especially mm. early high school, it's always about finding your best friend. And for us, we already like we kind of already had a best yeah. friend, so and, it was like. And, and yeah. so then, did you branch out and and find and have totally different groups of friends as well, or did you hang in the same group? No. And we've not really done that. Like yeah. even now, we've still got similar friends. Obviously, Claire has her own boyfriend. Yeah. That's her own. <laughs> It's just mine. <laughs> and I get for, along with him. For now. <laughs> yeah. For, for now, Claire. Um, I get along Shut with up, him. Holly. Holly's just shaking her head. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but we've never really done the different you don't friends understand, thing. Holly. <laughs> I know. Right. So, you know my friend saying different birthday parties. What do you think about that? There are a lot of twins that actually aren't very similar and don't get along that well and I think that's what's hard but when you get along really well and it's your best friend anyway mm. we kind of love doing stuff together like working together having and that's parties a big ask to ask all your friends to come to two parties that's that's heavy. Heavy. this is what I asked them I said to them I said but aren't the same kids coming to both parties and they were like well yes <laughs> But they both got to choose who came to their party, so you know there'd be a bit of cro- like, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But obviously they're making a very concerted effort yeah. to do that. Like, it's, it, it's, it sounds like it's a, a little bit over the top, and probably creating a rod for their own back in, in, in making each one special. Mm. Like you know, this the fact is that there's two of you, there's mm. two of you. Yeah. Mm. So that you can't can't escape it. Mum was really honest with us, and she said you guys got less attention as children mm. because there's two of you. And there was already two other kids and didn't have time. Mm. And you'd look after yourselves mm. and entertain yourselves. Mm. Jamie and I are like, <laughs> I mean, we're the only ones who weren't breastfed, put it that way, right? Because oh. mum's like, well, I can't do both of you. Well, Jesus. I was breastfed and Claire wasn't. No. That's why she's wow. a bit weird. I was yeah. too little. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse actually oh. ate all my food in the womb. Claire was so half my I way. So when I came out, I was tiny and couldn't. Like, but you came out first. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, stuff this party, man. I was like, get me out (laughs) of here. Starving. I pushed her out. You could could be some kind of case study for that breastfeeding and not because you, you know, so many other elements in your nurture are the same. Mm. Now you didn't work together before you came to Mamma Mia, but now you work together and you live together, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys uh, moved out of home, but you share your flatmates Mm -hmm. with your boyfriend. Yeah, my boyfriend. So, (laughs) like, you don't obviously have a need or a desire to separate yourselves very much because you've kind of designed your lives to be together right and that's the reality like i just think that there's as as andrew said like there's two of us there's always going to be two Mm. of us that's just a fact of life and there's a lot of compromising and stuff and we fight and but every sibling but this is the whole thing every sibling fights yeah so why like what twins is there's still siblings Mm. yeah just just hung out earlier together like (laughs) in the womb yeah 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 but i'll you know Mm. It's not nothing extraordinary about you fighting or yeah. not fighting, 
because mm. every sibling fights and doesn't fight. Mm. So Yeah, and I think that like the desire to separate, like Claire went and lived in the States for twelve months. Mm. Um and that was really hard. I found it really hard. Um and we spoke a lot, but and I went and visited twice. But um it was <laughs> it was really weird trying to negotiate. But Claire came back in my mind almost a different person. Like in terms of confidence really? had grown so much. And um, I think you found yourself a bit because mm. you, yeah, I think you sometimes you need those experiences of going out on your own because Jess and I, like Jesse's sort of the louder twin, and often somebody will ask a question and I'll just literally stand back because I'm like, nah, she'll answer for both. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was in the states, I couldn't do that. I yeah. had to, I had to speak for myself and get a job myself and yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, you, and you have to find your own way and the only yeah. way to really find your own way is to go and do it alone but yeah. you two are really interesting which maybe you know or you don't know you look at each other when you both of you were speaking in a really affectionate <laughs> like you do like you look at each, no, it's really beautiful <laughs> to watch it's something to be envied that's yeah, yeah. your bond and, and that's one of the that's one of the things for non-twins is they look at mm. twins and go Oh my! God, look at them. They love each other, look, and they, they, they laugh and they finish each other's sentences. And they write yeah. together. And you write guys. together. Yeah. So you've got something. You're actually we're we're lucky as twins. Mm, that's what I always have something. Think. You know, we're, we're special mm. in the, in our relationship with that one person mm. for rest. You know, our whole lives. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any words of advice it's for special. the parents of people, like, say if there are some people listening to this podcast now who have, like, baby twins, and they're thinking, I wasn't a twin, I don't know what twins are going to be like. like. Is there anything you'd say to them about, like, raising twins, dealing with twins? I think you've all you've always got to acknowledge and, and accept people on their own terms. So if Claire has always been a little bit quieter, slower, dumber. No. Um, if she's a, a little bit quieter or introverted or whatever, then you've kind of got to accept that. And mm. it's the same with our brothers, I think. There's there's differences. And the worst thing you can do is compare them. Thank you so much for coming Hi. in, Jesse and Claire. Um, and everybody read the recaps. They're funny. Yeah, Please. really good. Thank yes, you. Well done. Dad, you're not in a moment, nailed and failed. But first, it's World Podcast Day today. And to celebrate, we want to tell you about Mama Mia's podcast app because seriously, it's about to change your life. Hi there, Monique Bowley here. It's hard to find good podcasts, isn't it? Sometimes you scroll through your feed, you think, oh, is it going to be a hit or a miss? You can never quite tell. Luckily, there is a way that you can get just really good podcasts by downloading the Mama Mia podcast app. It's where all of our brilliant shows live. Shows like This Glorious Mess, Mamma Mia Out Loud, and our latest show, The Mamma Mia Book Club. Shows made by women for women. The Mamma Mia Podcast app. It's free, it's easy to use, and it's now available on both Android and iOS. Just search for the Mamma Mia Podcast app in your app store. How did you do this week, Andrew? How did you go this week? Well, listen, good. And it, it's about with the um, Claire and Jesse. Jess, mm-hmm. the twins. So my twin brother was up. He lives in Melbourne. I live in Sydney. So he was up with his wife to see a, something. So we got the whole family together. And this is the nailed. It's a, it's not my nailed. It's my sister's nailed. All her children came as well. Three adult children, 25, 22, and 18, and all their partners as well. So it was like Christmas. 
and it was just the fact that she can still muster her kids as older things to come to a family gathering and the whole nearly the whole family our two families and Jub and his wife were there and it was just brilliant so it was just that thing of you know like create an event and then have every everyone turn up but with their extendeds so it was an eye to the future you had to put two tables together oh, wow. had curries and it was just be- like it was just a great family moment together so it was lovely you nailed a family nailed reunion. a family moment but you know what the fail was not enough food oh really <laughs> I would cook four kilos of meat in curries. So you did the cooking? Yeah, and not enough food. Oh. And I'm looking at it going, as I'm serving it going, oh, no. Oh, Jackie's going, what have you done? It's really hard cooking for a big, big group. There's 18 people. Yeah. Four kilos should be enough in curries with rice and bread and stuff. Not for greedy dados. <laughs> no, they're Douglases. <laughs> anyway, how'd you go? Um, I nailed again. I'm very feeling very positive about about parenting at the moment andrew can you tell yes a while ago i was freaking out we've talked about this lots of times about how you compare your kids with other kids in their class and all those things and matilda i felt was falling behind at school in her reading and i was looking at the other kids and look their pictures on facebook of them like reading complicated manuals yeah. and i was like my kid was still struggling with the cat who cares how to run an x-ray head. machine I know. <laughs> you're six <laughs> and Brent, my partner, would always say to me, don't freak out, don't freak out. And you'd say the same thing, and everybody says the same thing, don't freak out. But it's very hard not to freak out about little kids because we're all in this competitive world and we're like, oh, but, you know, they're going to fall behind. And before you know it, it'll be NAPLAN and selective schools, and I don't know, she's going to be a dummy, and what's going to happen? <laughs> you're, anyway. you're already trying to get out of playing school fees, aren't you? <laughs> totally <laughs> am. <laughs> totally <laughs> am. They're going, the selective. They're going <laughs> to selective. <laughs> and... Anyway, I kept my, I held my nerve, didn't freak out too much. She is nailing it at school this term. This term has obviously just finished. Mm. Like everyone said to me, suddenly she'll just get it with her reading. And indeed, she has just got it. She is suddenly reading is a pleasure. You'll find her sitting reading a book to her brother. I'm like, whose house is this that I've walked into? Yeah, great. And it's great. So I feel like what I nailed was the not freaking out because I was on the verge of like, you know, camping out at the school and being like, oh my God, my child needs help. And <laughs> but it's different levels of development, isn't it? Yeah. So and I was blaming myself and I was always, oh. I'm not there enough at night and I don't read to her enough. No. And I read to her every night, like yeah. every night. And she reads to me. So anyway, so I feel like I nailed that. It's a good lesson for all of us. It's true. It does happen. Stick with it. Have faith in them. Boom. That's great. Yes. And also what's really great is that she's reading to Billy. Yes. Right, which is great. So he'll get his love of books from that as well. Yeah. He's and he's then, re- he's watched her learn to read and he's really interested in it. Mm. So that hopefully will stand him in good yes, stead. Yes. We'll look back on these days. <laughs> you, you, you two will have your family reading sad books and having everyone cry I at the know, table. I can only hope. That's it for this glorious mess this week. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or download the Mamma Mia podcast app and subscribe to us there. If you're on iTunes, leave us a review and rate us. It helps other people find out about our show. You can email us at tgm at mamamia.com.au or you can leave a message on the podcast phone. And I Which is 028999986. Thank you, Andrew. You saved me. 8999986. Leave us a message. We can play it on air, play your feedback, answer any questions. Yeah, it'd be great. This show was produced for the Mamma Mia Podcast Network by Monique Bowley. I'm Holly Wainwright. And I'm Andrew Daddo. And 
This glorious twin. mess. Yes, <laughs> twin indeed. This glorious mess was brought to you today by Huggies Nappy Pants. Feels like a comforting hug. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.